Material Components, Season 2, Episode 3, Court. Greetings and welcome to Material Components, the actual play RPG show all about a galaxy of magic and the adventurers who live there. I'm your humble dragon master, Mike Gargoni, and joining me, as always, are my stalwart adventurers. Hey, adventurers. Thanks for being here. Glad to be here. Thank you. Howdy, howdy. Heck yeah. Uh, hey, everybody. I am Olivia, and I will be playing Florian of Akalar. I am Elliot, and I will be playing uh, Shanam. I am Michael, and I am playing Oswald Octavian Theophilus III. And I'm Reed, and I'll be playing Amari. Indeed. And of course, before we begin today's session, I would like to ask the same question I ask every time, and that is, Olivia, do you remember what happened last time? That's not the same question you ask every time. Or um, is But it? yes, I do. <laughs> yeah, we were introduced to the team of uh, Oracle Zero, which is the four of us, a right. finder team of the Cole Foundation, which is a a conglomerate kind of dedicated to fixing problems and restoring, and not necessarily restoring peace, but like helping folks out across the galaxy. Peace Corps. Yeah. <laughs> we space were in Peace Corps. Yeah, Space Peace Corps. Um, we were informed about a disaster on a world called uh, Talgon 3, and when we arrived, there was like a whole continent missing, and the moon had been shattered, and it was just all a mess, and they were like, hey, Oracle Zero team, go over there and fix some other problems far <laughs> away from this mysterious missing continent. Um, so we were... We are investigating a series of islands, an archipelago, pelago, archipelago. Island chain. Yeah. <laughs> One of which has basically just got a huge shard of moon in it, which apparently contains a moon base. And last episode, we adventured into said moon base and split up into pairs, friend pairs, mm. um, across lines that I... Imagine we will continue to split in too often. Oh, good. Um, which was... <laughs> Please promise to split the party continuously. Yeah. <laughs> which was myself and Oswald and Shay and Amari. This moon base is like completely des deserted, it seems, um, but has some strange stuff going on. There's a an odd combination of both Aether tech and some like lower tech stuff going on that we're not really sure about. Mm -hmm. But I would say the orientation of this moon base is also fairly uh, it's sideways and it's garbage. <laughs> it's sideways <laughs> and garbage and sinking into lava. <laughs> it is all of those things. Speaking of the orientation being sideways, meaning we've had to climb around a fair bit. I believe it was Shay found a room that had false gravity in it mm -hmm. um, and also was like a creepy hospital room with a with gurneys in it and it was terrible and we swung into it and found a door marked with the symbol of Aegis Tech Solutions um, which is a anti-fay and also like metanet security company we got it open mm -hmm. yay and heard a voice say 
Hello. Indeed. As you approached the door, which was marked with that corporate logo, this whole time you've been exploring and clambering through this very non-standard aligned floors and walkways and ceilings and doors until you've reached this strange corridor that seemingly had its own artificial gravity. While pressing in, you were assaulted by an alarm that kept saying over and over again, with its tone strangely warped to say the word help, like a, a suppressed MIDI sound that has been altered just enough to sound like a word. Oh, guys, it's Hatsune Miku. <laughs> Cue the Anamanaguchi. Let's go. Come on, let's do it. Come on, we got the rights for those songs. <laughs> They're pretty cool. I, I bet they could probably swing it. But leastways. <laughs> yeah, yeah. When you entered the place with the artificial gravity, that alarm suddenly cut off. And when you finally got the doors open into the inner sanctum of this facility, you're still not sure the exact purpose of it, that alarm cut off. And when you called out into the darkness, a voice responded in a very similar, warped sort of tone, calling back with the word, Hello. Save Hatsune Miku. She can be our friend. And that is where we find the four of you now, pressing into the darkness as the chamber in front of you opens up into what appears to be a large, some kind of vaulted cylindrical room that does have power, much like the hallway behind you. Cylindrical as in like going vertically cylindrical or is it like a tube tunnel going forward? It is a cylindrically volumetric room where you are entering the cylinder from the side. Gotcha. So it is descending down and you happen Uh, to be on a walkway overlooking the depths of this bored hole into the moon. Does does that mean... So that means that, like, when it was oriented correctly, it was, like, a subway tunnel-esque. More like a strip-mined hole straight into the moon, and you're coming okay. at it from the side. For oh, okay. Right, because of the gravity of the ship, we're now on standard. Um, right. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yuck. I'm- Yuck. And so we mind mind gravity fuckery. (laughs) Oh, no, I love it. It's great. Um, Actually, just really quick. Can I like take like an object and throw it out of the room so that it falls weird into the rest of the spaceship? You want to throw some piece of detritus out past the catwalk you're standing on now? Uh, I was going to throw it back the way we came. Oh, I closed that door. Oh, you closed closed that that door. door. Yeah, because that's the only way we could open the... uh, Aegis yeah. technology or whatever um, door was if the first one was closed. That's true. Um, so we heard a voice say hello. Mm-hmm. Um, hello? Even as you say that yet again, the voice says hello. And it's getting closer now. And you hear this little motorized whine coming from just to your left. And mm. trundling along the catwalk is a small little golem. Golems in the Dragon's Wake universe are any sort of automaton that you might come across. is referred to as a golem. Golems come in all shapes and sizes. They can do all manner of things. They're not necessarily humanoid in shape, and this one most definitely is not. Mm. It appears to be a small cart 
of some kind. Four wheels roll across corrugated steel floors just beneath your feet, making a little rumbling, thipping noise as the rubber of the wheels makes contact with the holes in the metal. The cart itself looks as though it was designed to carry something, but there's nothing on it, so it is just a, a small platform with strange connectors around the the base of it, around the top of it, I should say. So it looks like something should be installed on the top of this otherwise boxy four-wheeled cart, but there's nothing there right now. And it's like on a on a track? It doesn't move no, independently? No, it, it is moving independently on four wheels, uh, rolling across the... Like I said, the the mesh metal floor of this walkway you find yourselves on. So how, space rascal. How tall bit. is it? It comes up to about your waist. About my waist? Yeah, that uh. is where the, the top of it ends. So for everybody else, it comes to about knee height. <laughs> yeah, it's about two feet tall. <laughs> um. And as it approaches, you see that there are veins of aethite running around in connectors at the base of whatever should be connected to this thing. So along the top, it looks as though it has some kind of etheric connectors there that would power something that was attached to this trundling scooter wagon. And they flicker to life with a low purple color as it says, Hello. Well, hello. Pleasure to meet you. Uh, my name is Oswald. What is your name? Hello. Ah, is that all you can say? Is there anything else? Yes. Yes? Oh, that's magnificent. Help. We are here to help. That is exactly why we are here. How? How can we help? Court. Port? Court. Court? Court. Hmm. Like, like what kind of court? Help. Here, let, let me see if I can... I mean, I'll give you a guess. It's too, that... Well, hmm, it could be. I'll kneel down next to Oswald and... And this little trundly wagon thing has now kind of stopped right in front of Oswald. Do these things... Okay, I guess I, I would probably know made this maybe. Would these, do these things usually have, like, onboard programming? Or are they kind of part of a bigger system. It can vary depending on the golem. Generally, stuff with self-automation capable of moving around independently would probably have some form of onboard programming, albeit probably pretty basic. Right. Um, yeah, I'm going to see what kind of... Normally, something like this wouldn't talk. Right. Um, Seems a bit strange. See what, what kind of information is on this that I can glean from it. Okay, how would you like to go about doing that? I mean, the moon base isn't sinking terribly fast, but it's good to get to these things, get to the root of these things as quickly as possible. Mm. So I would like to kind of use my Aether tech abilities mm -hmm. um, quickly, swiftly even. How many, what kind of Aether pool are we looking at with this thing? Probably not a lot. At least two. If there's anything more yeah. complicated going on in this little trundling four-wheeled conveyance, it's not obvious. All right, then I will I will use one of its aether dice then. And Mike, when you say that there are veins of aethite running through it, are we talking like lines like circuitry? Yeah, it very or much appears like that. Is it 
okay. Cool. A lot I of didn't technology know like... uses lines of circuit-like athite crystals formed into certain patterns that can produce specific effects based on the pattern. So a etheric microchip effectively is a type of what's called a chem. And a chem can be changed to do all sorts of things, include produce effects like spells or make a four-wheeled thing go. But it is all inlaid crystal in the form of different shapes of, yeah, like circuitry. So if I looked at those patterns, would I be able to figure out what its main functions are? That would be like staring at a motherboard and saying, oh, I know exactly what this computer is capable of based on the so- the solder lines. That's Some people gonna... would be able to do that. Sure. I don't think I could. That's what I was going to ask is, so it is like circuitry-sized rather than like ritual, like magic ritual-sized, the, the shapes that are formed. These ones are larger because whatever function it has is basic. The more complex the function becomes, the smaller the circuitry is, so that it can do more in the space it's given. The science of magic. It's a wonderful thing. Sure is. <laughs> Sweet, sciencey magic. So, Shay, you want to use some fast, or I would say even swift, Aethertech. Yes. What kind of specializations do you have to go along with that? Or are you just straight up using Aethertech? I'm just using Aethertech because I don't want to destroy this. That's probably uh, fair. I'm not trying to That's hack it friend. so that it dies. Mm. <laughs> I'm not trying to hack it so hard it stops existing. <laughs> and That's, you're using one of its job. own aether dice yes. from the, the tech aether pool that this thing has. Yes. Are you using any of your own aether pool? No. Okay. So just for our I listeners' have... sake, uh, what does that make your dice pool out to be? Yes. I have a D8 in Swift. Uh, a D6 in Aethertech, and then the D6 from the Aether pool of uh, this automaton. Okay. And attempting to figure out kind of what this thing's programming is should be fairly easy, considering the, the basic nature of this golem. Okay. Which means the difficulty is 10. Hmm. Oh, well, close, but no cigar. Oh, no. Right off the bat, too. <laughs> Bows very right well. Right off the bat. The What's your total? Uh, nine. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah, boy. I was, I was going to assist, but then I'm like, oh, well, it's just a 10. I don't need that. <laughs> so, as always, you can grab a die out of that sweet, sweet void pool. Um, We're at can three I, now. Can I use um, one XP to just add onto my roll? <laughs> One XP would let you re-roll all of the dice for this roll. Okay, I will. I will do that. Because yes, for our listeners, uh, some XP was awarded in between sessions. We don't do that on mic because it's a rather boring process. Uh, but it involves me asking the players a series of questions, and for every yes answer they give, they get an XP, and they mm-hmm. can use that XP during play to re-roll a single roll. They can use it to insert objects or information they might have, or they can spend two XP to lower the difficulty of a single roll. Hmm. That's much better. Um, that is uh, a 15. Awesome. Not quite a critical success, so if you wanted to spend a void dice to try to go for that critical success, you absolutely could. No, thank no? you. Okay. Just, uh, just it's going to be like half of the podcast. <laughs> Say no to peer pressure. Okay. <laughs> look, it has to be that because the listener can't see my look of leaning intently into the camera and going... <laughs> Raising an eyebrow, <laughs> looking meaningfully down at the, the dice like, pool. They don't want to hear Mike go, do it, 
do it. Do it. Roll those. Do it. Give me. Do it. Do it. So reaching out into the etheric matrix of this golem at a distance, mind you, because of your wizardly abilities. Yes. Up. 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 No. Not in front of Oswald. Oh. I, I like I said, I knelt down next to him. Oh. Okay. Okay. So a hand placed on this automaton. You reach into its processes with your etherics to feel out precisely what its motive drive is. And as you do, you feel a presence whelm up from inside this device. It feels as though it is trying to seep its way into your mind in a way that feels, at the same time for Shay, alien almost instinctually familiar. Elves, as we know, are primarily a species that exists within a hive mind, the exceptions being wizards and a few of the unfortunate unclanned. So there is almost a a raw, primal connection to something attempting to make you part of a greater whole that you feel, but you immediately recoil from that sensation. Yeah. And... The voice inside the trundling cart says, Court! Does um, Shay, like, physically reel back? I think there is definitely a, mm, not a grimace, but like a twisting of the facial expression when that happens, for sure. What have you found? Uh, there's, there's something in here. And the cart will twist <laughs> on its axis and begin rolling gently towards Shay, trying to bump up into you. Yeah, it wants oh, to be friends. It likes you. <laughs> That's cute. Mike, how cute is it? Is it cute? Or is it it's a just a little cart? Does it have like a little cart little that says hello and help? I will right. say no, but it's, visually is it cute or is it a cart? Its tires <laughs> are cool. somewhat chubby and like puffed up. <gasps> uh. That's probably just for traction, but who can say? No, they're on a moon. They need to be. They need to be. You know, a little puffy. Mm-hmm. You know, this, it's different. This party does different. have storied history of taking on robotic pals. So and leaving them places. various <laughs> places. Yup, in safe chests <laughs> where they're not going to get hurt. Mm-hmm. Well, that's true, because nobody's in... Anyway, different campaign. As it's um, rolling towards your thigh, Shay, it will say again, Help! So is there anything I can glean about this presence within the cart? Like, is it is the entity trying to communicate in a different way than the... I mean, it's like, right, this is... I know it's science, but it's also magic, so, like, is there some... There was a need for connection, but that connection felt as though it was trying to subsume you rather than simply communicate. Mm. Yeah, I'm all about that. I, I can't I can't let you in. What? We need to find a different way. And it does a to communicate. little 360 on its tires and starts r- trundling towards Florian and says, "Help." What what does it want? It's so cute. <laughs> No, trust me, it's very adorable. But there's something in it that tried to get into my head and replace isn't quite the right word, but it does the job. Uh, I, Would you say I it think, was... Oh, go ahead. oh, I was going to say, 
Um, my home world is on the border of the more, more, uh, northern and eastern reach. So I think Florian rear does a full physical rear back at that and goes, that's a fucking fairy. It could be. It mentioned the corn, so that's definitely possible. That, that's not good. Oh, makes sense that it's cute as heck, though. Hmm, yes. Hello. Uh, pull out my blaster. Well, b b b before we go blasting, we should at least figure out what the f what is going on here. What, well, what's going on is that it released a distress signal so that it could get out of this place. I'm assuming because it was locked in this place to keep it from getting out and mm. infecting somebody like, sh you know, grabbing Shay's little mind. And yeah. From behind you along the curved catwalk that you're on that overlooks, like I said, just a precipitous drop into darkness. The sound of another trundling set of wheels is heard. Oh, Good. And a, a second voice that is in time with the first says, Hello! How many of you are there on this vessel? Court. Court? Uh, hmm. uh, um, I was going to say we should try to find the hub where these things, you know, are probably controlled from or something. But um, hmm. the fact that there's now two of them is troubling, and I think if a third one shows up, we should probably leave. But we don't... I've got my blaster. We don't know why... Well, I guess we do know why, but I, I suppose if this is some sort of fey ambush, then it would behoove us to dismantle it. I mean, I don't know if they are technically in distress. Help! says the second trundling cart coming up behind you. You can see that this one is much the same as the first, but there appears to be something affixed to its top where the exposed circuitry was in the first, but it looks broken, whatever it is. Oh, it's a, brain it's a, in a gun. Jar, brain in a jar, brain in a jar, brain in a jar, come on. <sighs> does it, uh, it, it's broken, but does it look like anything from it? Like a shattered cylinder of some kind. Brain in a jar, brain in a jar, brain in a jar. There's um, nothing in it, but there are jags of what was probably once some kind of plastic polymer that represent the, the bottom edges of a large transparent cylinder of some kind that was affixed to the top of this cart, but has since shattered in some way. The cylinder was probably about four feet in diameter at some point. Whoa. Well, and they both say at the same time, Court! I have a... I'm terribly curious is the only problem. Yeah, yeah. I have a horrible thinking suspicion what that means, and I kind of want to see if I'm right. Of course, Can if you... we... Go ahead. No, uh, Oswald, please. Oh, I was just going to say, if there is some sort of uh, fey incursion on this planet, it again... We should look into it. Why are they here? Perhaps it had something to do with the, you know, that business on the other end of the planet. And just so you all know, on a galactic geography level, you are nowhere near the northern reach of the galaxy. The northern reach, of course, being right. where most of the Fey stuff happens. Right. Is there any record of sort of Fey activity down where, where we're at or over where we're at? Technically, they can go wherever the metanet is, right? Which is Which everywhere. Is everywhere, yeah. 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 It's just stuff starts getting real weird when you get to the Northern Reach, where laws of physics start breaking down and whole planets have been digitized into non-existence. Right. Well, we're not there, so. 
I say. And, and so across the walkway, there it continues. We could keep going. From where you're standing right now, the walkway curves to your right and to your left in a uh, semicircular fashion. Mm-hmm. You can see that there, to either side, there are lifts at the end of those walkways. And which one did they come from? They appeared to come from either side, though you're uh, not, you didn't hear any lifts activating, so they might have already been up here. I guess that's true. Does, I mean, I'm assuming as we're talking, they're still like, do they look like they're just trying to bump up against us? Or do they look like they're trying to like push us over the edge? Push us somewhere. They clearly do not have enough motive strength to push you in any direction, but they are just kind of bumping up into you like a Roomba. uh, Yeah, I was going to say, or like a, like a dog. Mm -hmm. And they're like, go this way. Okay, little ones. um, Where's the problem? Court. Can you take us there? Help! Well, we don't... Yourselves in the direction. Cart! We'll take, like... They both start bumping into Florian. Oh, God. I don't... I'll start walking to the right. Yeah, are they, like, do you... Is it that way? Can we... How do we help you? Cart! Well, if they're not going to tell us... You can't say that, yeah. If they're not going to tell us, we'll have to find out for ourselves. And I follow Shay. Okay. Shay and Oswald strike off to the right. Amari, Florian. Florian is just being like bumped up with these little carts and he'll just, he'll look to Amari just like, I don't know if cows can look chagrined, but he does. <laughs> you look Imagine. chagrined right now. Yeah. You look chagrined. <laughs> I, you have a chagrined look about you right now. We should probably follow. Yeah. We're not splitting up. No, no. Yeah. yeah. All right. Come on, little buddies. And as you quite easily walk through them, it's very easy to just walk around them. <laughs> They begin trundling after you. They can't really keep up with you in your walking speed. Mm -hmm. How big are they? They're about two feet tall, right? They're about two feet tall. They're about probably uh, five feet wide and five feet long. Like, they're they're big rolling platforms, essentially. So I can't pick one up under either arm is what you're saying? It would be difficult. I'm not saying you can't. (laughs) That's what the dice are for. The dice generally adjudicate these sorts of things. I'm good, actually. <laughs> I pick one up and put it under Florian's arm. <laughs> Here, carry this. Hold this. As you are moving off to the right, you eventually find a lift. That lift mm-hmm. is a large 15 by 15 foot platform that looks as though it is programmed to go down. Hmm. Why is it always down? It is well, I bet not you- being, it is not connected to anything. Whatever means of elevation and descent this thing has is something akin to levitation. Hmm. Is Not there like, like power? Doesn't have power. Everything in here has power. Yes. Oh, okay. Is there any indication about what floors or what? There is a small panel to the side hmm. of the lift that does not seem to have any indication of level. It it looks as though this is something that you would access etherically, and then you would gain an instinctual knowledge of where this thing is capable of going. Ah, Home appliances and customer service, level (laughs) one. It dings and it takes us there. The hell? Who wants to reach out and use the lift? Well, that could be interesting. I'm I'm mostly just trying to figure out how the lift works. I guess there's one way to find out. Yeah. I press the button. (laughs) Oh. Oh. A man of action. (laughs) When you press the button, you get an immediate sense that it can stop at one of three locations, Mm -hmm. all of which are below you. 
There's a ground floor, apparently, to this place, and there are two sections above that. The bottom level, you almost instinctually know, it, it enters your mind as you touch the, the lift controls, is research and development. Huh. The second floor above that is quarantine, and the third floor above that is specimen reclamation. Okay, so it is specimen reclamation. This is top to bottom. Specimen reclamation. Uh, what you said. That word. <laughs> <sighs> Words are hard. Good thing we do an audio-only podcast <laughs> format thing. Anyways, followed by uh, quarantine and then R&D. Correct. That order. Top to bottom. Okay. Mm. I will say those three things out to everyone out loud, and I say it that way so I don't have to say them again. Research and development. We could find out what they were doing on the ship. Let's not that go to sounds, quarantine. Yeah, yeah, that one sounds super bad. Um, not a huge fan of species reclamation either. Uh, R&D sounds like our best bet. Ooh, but we should also see what the other one does. Uh, and I scuttle over there. Okay. You see Oswald scuttling across probably like 50 <laughs> yards of half circle <laughs> across from you. And you find that wherever that lift is, it's not here. Oh, can I touch the, the panel? Mm-hmm. Or no, the panel's on the... Yeah, can I touch the panel? Uh, you touch a, a, a panel that would bring it back up, presumably. Mm-hmm. And from somewhere down this shaft, you hear a... And there's a detonation of blue light from somewhere beneath you. What was that? I got a text message. Would I have any idea what is happening down below me? Uh, if you had to guess, some kind of exposed aethite core is ooh. attempting to activate and failing. Oh, well. Moon crashed into the planet. Yep, doesn't work. All right, research and development. Tiny little <laughs> lizard bird waddling back. <laughs> Just give me a moment. Mm. And as you do, you pass by the carts that will like slowly turn and start following you. But again, they can't really keep up with your walking speed. So, shall we? All the way down. To see how this elevator works. And as soon as you activate the lift, you see how it works. There are some sort of suspensor chems, anti-grav of some kind, connected to the bottom of this platform. And you just float down through open space. Anti-grav technology is nothing special. There's plenty of hovering transports in any world you might visit. Mm. Uh, But seeing it used for a simple elevator is maybe a little extravagant. Also, having one that's just free-floating and not in a protective shaft of some kind, you don't know why you would design something like this. It seems like a safety issue. Space OSHA hates this. Once you clear the floor... Of the floor that we were on, can you just immediately see down into the next level? What you can see down to is a massive shaft that you can see now that you're clear of the catwalk at Mm. specific sections, two to be exact. There are hollowed out rings around the exterior of the shaft. So a circular level carved into the exterior of the shaft forming a a ring of a level. Mm Mm-hmm. And the platform could stop at one of those levels. And there is a bottom to this place that you can see distantly has dim lights shining down there. But you can't quite make out the details until the lift gets further down. As you pass by the first level, 
which is specimen reclamation. You don't see much. There are windows that look into what looks like office spaces or lab spaces of some kind, but where your lift passes, you don't get a, a good look at what is going on in this place. As you pass the second level quarantine, the whole ring consists of broad, open windows looking into what looks like square, box-like chambers. Each chamber has a figure in it, but the figure is slumped over and dead in some way. There are corpses, some of them recognizable, some of them not, because they're in the distance, but they look desiccated and somewhat mummified. Great moon base. Yeah. So not like they starved to death or like something happened to them, it looks like. Maybe. Without further research, it's tough to say that just bodies that are withered and dried and the skin has almost mummified on them and the ones you pass just to your left and to your right, which are the ones you can see immediately, appear to be humanoid in shape, but much, much smaller than any humanoid species you're used to seeing. The one on your left is nearly two feet tall and is pressed up against the glass, its arm, kind of its head down, its lips have peeled back to reveal ghastly teeth, its eyes are just pitted sockets. Whatever happened here happened ages ago. Hmm. Albeit, you do know that whatever this moon disaster was also happened cycles ago at this point. This happened right. during the war, which ended five years ago. The chamber to your right appears to be some sort of strange, web-handed creature, the likes of which you've never seen before. It has a vaguely avian-looking face with a sort of bill for a mouth with teeth that are have been peeled back away as the skin has like pulled back away from the bill. You think maybe the lips curled over the bill when it was alive. And it has this weird indentation in its head. I see that, and I'm... Are, are we... We're passing by passing this floor? Can I just... I don't know how to get off this thing. Um, can I try to get off? I see, I see this weird sort of figure, and I'm, I'm just, I, I must see what it is. Okay, there is. You're, you're passing a entry onto that level. If you want to leap off the platform. Yep. Okay. I. How, how much are you projecting this before you do it, or is it very much just like sudden yeah. and then he's gone? Uh, I think I exclaim. Uh, Ooh, don't know what that is, and then run, run that way. Ooh, a piece of candy, and then he just goes. There's just so many good things. So this sounds like you're acting uh, meaningfully as you sure. are leaping from a descending open air platform, mm -hmm. trying to reach <laughs> an access uh, point oh. onto this uh, circular level of quarantine. Is there, so there's no, like safe way to to um, dismount from this uh, f elevator shaft, essentially. You are leaping off a free-floating platform onto mm. a passing catwalk. This can only end well. No. Let's do it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, fuck it. For knowledge. For knowledge. I would say this definitely sounds either bold or swift. It's certainly not clever or careful. No. <laughs> So which tactic would you like to use? I would say bold. Okay. And I would most certainly say the talent associated with this sounds like athletics. Uh, I don't know if this is going to shock anyone. 
It's your best. It's your it's, best one. It's, it's my best, best one. D twelve in athletics. Oswald, <laughs> baby. Oswald's got a D fifteen in it. So are you saying you have yeah. nothing in athletics? That's true. That's okay. Correct. So what is your bold tactics die? A D eight. Okay. Well, this might require some aether to try to get through this this is certainly a challenging roll so the difficulty is 15 you, you currently have a d8 to get a 15 and whatever aether dice you have to spend or Ooh, i don't think, i don't even think i have enough so or, what's that or or the void die no i i don't even have enough to to make it um this feels like a good excuse to give Mike some void dice. <laughs> because another use for void dice is you can literally not even roll them, just spend them to automatically succeed at something. That's true. How many do you have to spend? Two for a challenging Three. roll. Hmm. How many? Two. Oh, okay. Um. So there's no way to get off this thing, like standard, like just walk off of it. Oh. You know, there is a way, and it's called, we get down to the level where, I don't, I'm going in and out of character voice, it's called going down to the level that we're going to, and then getting back on and going back up to <gasps> the other level. Yeah, that sense. Sense. yeah we're going to have to come back up later anyways. Thing. <laughs> there does not seem to be an emergency stop button, no. Who designed this bullshit? Is that uh, offensive? Is that offensive to <laughs> bullshit? Oh yeah, I didn't even think about that. Yeah. Uh, who designed this bird shit? Eh, eh. <laughs> I don't. That's the works. I don't care. So, Oswald, are you attempting to get towards something you do not recognize? Boy, you know what, um, Mike? Uh, let's just start it out. Mm -hmm. I'm gonna I'm gonna give you a two void die, Thank and you. I'm going to go <laughs> ahead and do that. Yes. That sounds delightful to me. So by spending two void dice, yeah, you succeed. You you all watch as Oswald just nimbly leaps off this moving platform and lands on the quarantine catwalk as you continue to descend. What hmm. the? By all, by all probability. He knows we're going to have to come back up can later. We, can we let him die? Like... Can we please let him die? Can we just leave him? Yeah, there was an unfortunate accident. Oh no! Oh gosh, we'll have to get someone new. Bummer. No. Why would you even joke about that? Okay, Oswald. We'll see you <laughs> later. You know, like, when we come when we come back up on the, the elevator, because we're gonna have to do that. <laughs> I am uh, running up to this, uh, or waddling up, I suppose, to this uh, glass container with this strange figure, and I'm trying to, I'm basically trying to record all this, all, like, everything I observe about it, perhaps jot down some, uh, like, a couple of hypotheses I have, like, maybe this is a descendant of the avia species, or or who knows. So I will, I, I will first run through various entries in the archive and see if there's anything that this can that this could be i could rule that out and if it's not in there i will try and fi figure out something when you try to access the archive you suddenly discover that you can't oh hmm. well that's weird what do i am i aware of reasons why i wouldn't be able to if for some reason you stop being able to access the metanet the metanets everywhere. That shouldn't mm. be possible. Unless somebody That's built an anti fae <gasps> chamber underneath. Which of course like... they would. Of course. Moon base. Mm, well, 
Looks like I'll have to just keep everything up here for now. Yeah, and I will I will study the this corpse. Coming around the outside of the chamber, because the window you saw was really only facing out into the cylindrical chamber. You yes. kind of have to come around the outside of it, and you can see that there is no window looking into this chamber from God. any other direction. Blessed. What you is come around to is a door that has okay. a slat in it that can be pulled. That slat is about three feet above your head. Shit. <laughs> <laughs> um, maybe some boxes somewhere, or, um... But you do see a plate that displays in slightly fuzzy letters, holographically out in front of the door, that says, Failed Kappa 0634. Does that uh, mean anything to me? Give me... Do you have some kind of knowledge? I mean, I have a couple of knowledge things. I have Dragon's Wake History, which might be the best one for this. But I also have planetology. I would say I would say I'd go with history. Sure. Historical records of, of this kind of thing. Um, which is a D ten for clever and a D eight for history. Uh, okay. What would be what is the challenge rating? What are we looking at here? It would be pretty incredible if you knew what this was talking about. Yeah, and I'm almost out of uh, aether points, so I'm just gonna I'm just gonna go ahead and roll it, you know, um, because sometimes not knowing the answer is just as exciting as knowing the answer. True. Science. Uh, so that would be a ten. You have no idea. Mm, interesting. Is there um, computer banks, or or is there uh, anything in this area that I can look at that might have information stored in it about? what's going on in this floor. Nothing that you can see. The only other objects around are more of those really archaic-looking wheeled gurneys, and around the curvature of the hallway, kind of looking down, you can see that the doors continue in this ring that you can see, and there are also doors on the opposite hallway facing away, so there are clearly other rooms that you could not see from the interior of the ring. Okay, gotcha. What are... I'm just gonna look around at some of the some of the doors and just see like what is listed on them. If it's all similar, like uh, Kappa, or, or if there's other sort of specific words. I'm basically just looking for something that might jump out at me. Um, you see, not literally, the most common one is a word you really don't recognize, but it says "failed Circean and it lists a string of numbers afterwards. And that's the vast majority of the doors. Other words you see if you're just wandering down this hallway, you see failed harpy, failed naiad, failed sylph, failed pixie. You only see one hmm. door that says pixie. Interesting. Now, I, the player, am aware that these are creatures that exist within this. Pixies, um, you would know, are fey creatures. They're the most numerous of the fey servants. There are entire species that exist within the Metafae, that digital realm of the High She, and mm -hmm. they share no genetic similarities to any species in the Dragon's Wake. Right. They are weird, strange creatures that do the bidding of the High She. Pixies are definitely one of the most notorious of those. You would probably also have heard of naiads and sylphs. They're also yeah. referred to as meta-wisps, little digital fragmentary ghosts that apparently float at random within the metafae. Hmm. Uh, perhaps the fae were attempting... Uh, he's saying to himself, uh, perhaps the fae were attempting to create biological vessels for 
for their kind could be interesting. I don't think I've heard of anything like this happening. (laughs) As you come around a corner, now circling, probably you've made it about a third of the way around the ring. Mm -hmm. You see that there is a door on the outside of the ring that is open. Guess I could go take a peek. The name plate on that door is inactive. It doesn't display anything. All you know is that the door is slightly ajar, kicked open ever so slightly. Kicked from the inside? It just looks as though it is canted slightly open. I I, I gotta peek in. Mm -hmm. And as you approach and you look in, you see two figures sitting, looking at each other, sitting in chairs. Little gleaming purple glows at their foreheads and near the eyes. Okay. Do they... Does the species look familiar? They appear to be Midrian. Okay. And as you glance in, a voice says, two voices, in fact, say, Hello. Meanwhile, back downstairs. (laughs) In the elevator, Florian is, like, not, not freaking out, but definitely, like, has, like, a hand on his forehead and is like, Oh, God, I just know if there's some creepy door open up there that... Oswald's gonna go through it, and he's gonna die. Oh, jeez. Life's about choices. Yeah, should we skip R&D and go back up there once the elevator gets to where it was going? I I mean, yeah. Shame. We can always come back down. Maybe. (laughs) The laugh is in character. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's... uh... That's fair. (laughs) The lift comes to a large open space at the bottom of this cylinder. As the three of you come down, you see that another of those weird carts is trundling up to the bottom to meet you. There appears to be something draped over the top of the cart as you're coming down. You can see it resolving in light, and it appears to be a Midrian body. It's head lolling back over the back of the cart. Strange implants of some kind or another gleaming with a soft purple light at their temples and eyes. And as you're coming down and seeing this just below you, less than a meter before you hit the ground floor, you see that there is a large tablet of some kind placed on this body's chest. It's probably like a piece of metal or something that was pried loose, but scratched into it is the word Hmm. warlock. Does that mean anything to any of us? If somebody had some kind of knowledge about, oh, I don't know, fey stuff, that might be useful here. Nope. I just got a D4 in knowledge. That's better than than me. Yeah. On a galactic level, warlocks are... Liars, cheats, bargain breakers. Uh, Warlock is one of the face cards in any given deck of cards. An average deck of cards has six suits, one for each court of the fairies. Mm. And a warlock is one of the face cards. Warlocks are known as the only type of high fae that can lie. Oh, that's that's good. That's really good. That's that's so bad. That's oh, bad. Yeah. yeah, I are we all just like, oh wow, that's not great, huh? <laughs> mm-mm, mm-mm. No, mm-mm, I don't. Mm-mm. I don't like. And as I, your platform I mean, comes to a landing, the lights on the temples and eyes of this desiccated body flicker to life, and a voice from generated from it 
says, hello. Oh, great. Yeah. That, that, this all tracks. Uh, yep. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, do all we right. just press the button to just yeah, go back up? <laughs> just yeah. Like, <laughs> it's, it's the, the elevator doors open up and it's just, hello. <laughs> no, 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 close them back. Yeah. So, but it's yeah, open, it's just... so does it? Can it like? Does it try to get on the lift with us? You go to make the lift go back up. Yeah, it's not going to, is it, Mike? It does not. Oh, Fuck. that's good. Can Oswald fly or like no. glide at all? There's no wings. Fuck. He's a feathered <laughs> lizard person. Yeah, I. You know, I don't know. I don't know how good his feathers are. How? How? Feathers do not equal flight. You know that, right, Reed? <laughs> no. Having, having good no feathers way. does not mean... <laughs> you seen I an don't. ostrich? Yes. Yes, I have. I've I... seen an ostrich. But he's also very wee. Okay? I don't know what his plumage looks like. Okay? He says he's got <laughs> arms and whatnot. But I don't know if he can glide down with his feathers or anything. I don't know. It's a brand new world for me. I'm imagining not like in terms of plumage, but just in terms of like how he kind of moves is like it's you've said waddle a bunch. And so it's vaguely penguin like. Yes. Yeah. Definitely. Oh, see, I imagine a basketball with legs. That's, that's or at also least not like a very, a very round turkey. I've been yeah. imagining a kiwi this whole time. Oh, <laughs> yeah, I'm also very last. good. <laughs> like tiny little arms. Oh, that's good. Yeah. Or like a dodo. That's apt Go for my current arms. my current decision making. And a big head. So yes, the three of you find yourselves at the bottom of this shaft. Stretching out around you appears to be lab equipment and workstations. It's a very open work environment. There aren't cubicles or sectioned off areas. It looks like anywhere you work in this bottom of a pit, you can see everyone else working down here. And anyone who's working down here can see you also working. No one's playing Candy Crush on the clock here. And it also becomes very obvious, now that you're down here, that there are no stairs leading up. It's just these lifts. Mm-hmm. Disconnected a, from anything. This is a a, a security measure. <laughs> Nothing's climbing out of this pit. And that trundling mm-hmm. cart with the warlock on it will say, Court! You said the lift is not working currently? Amari went to send it back up, and it does not respond. Maybe uh, the other one is going up. Is for going up. Is it, like, hey, out of juice? There. Like, visibly, like, it has no more aether in it, or... There was, like, a weird explosion beneath him when he tried to... Right, no, I mean, like, the one we're on. The one you're on? No. But something you would notice is that the color of it has changed to purple. Okay, now they're in control of the lifts. Okay, cool, 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 cool. Um, hey, can you say more words than help hello in court? Or you... Yes. Oh, great. Like, which ones? Follow. Oh, that's a good one. Great. Mm-hmm. Love it. And again, it's <sighs> just this body, slightly desiccated, it looks dehydrated, splayed it's... on the top of this cart. Are the lips moving? Does it look like the no. vocal cords are actually... Okay, Mm-mm. so it's like being produced from... Whatever implants this some body other, has. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. I mean, all right. I, yeah, I mean, it's not like we have much of a choice. Yeah. You follow the cart as it slowly turns. 
I mean, I guess. How yeah, how big like, of like a space? Like, is the entire circumference, the whole space visible, like wall to wall, or is it yes. like far enough to where it disappears in the darkness? No, okay. you can absolutely see down here because again, it's lit, and the lighting is only as such that between each level, it's a little dim, but each level itself is well lit. Okay, and if it wants us to follow it. There's no, like, are there visible doorways for us to follow it? There are no doorways that you can see. There are little sections of this area where the workspaces seem to, like, get in the way. There's machinery of some kind down here, a big bulky apparatus that maybe block lines of sight here and there. Hmm. Okay. And the entirety width of this thing is probably about 100 meters in diameter. Not small. All right, who wants to go first? I'll I'm, do it. I'm going, you know. Yeah. As you follow this trundling cart, it will occasionally pipe up again with follow. I think even though I am assuming we can all outpace it, I'm assuming we are all keeping a little bit of distance from it. Has anyone yelled, has anyone yelled, Alexa, stop listening yet? (laughs) We tried that. Please stop listening. Please, please stop listening. You follow this trundling cart, and it wheels you around several workstations. Here and there, you see the bodies of individuals that have just fallen under tables to the side of large machines, the function of which you're not certain about. But they are dried out, just husks. The ones with implants in their temples and eyes glow with that soft purple light and the ones without clearly put up more of a fight whatever that means and they're more towards the outside around the where the lift comes down but the deeper in you get the more of those implanted individuals you see majority of them are midrian one or two elves you see a gnome at one point which is very odd Gnomes with their childlike bodies and enormous bulbous heads. This one is without implants and is just off to the side, kind of slumped down to one side. I don't like that. Are any of them also kind of moving around or? No. Okay. They're dead where they lay. And so the the where they lay, were does it look like they were in the process of working or are they do they look as though they were trying to, like, get away from something? The ones who are by the lift were clearly trying or right. waiting for a lift or, or a way out. You're not sure. Uh, this would definitely be some kind of perception role okay. in terms of investigating what you're seeing. This might be, I don't know, what talent you might have that could tie into trying to put together after-action reports. Yeah. Super yeah. Yeah, I could think of a few talents yeah. that might specialize in something like this, but I don't think any of you have necessarily specialized in no. investigative qualities. No, not, not particularly. Um, so I would like to, I guess, use perception. And okay. I, I'm, I'm guessing this would be some sort of clever. I would like to cleverly try to uh, perceive. Sounds perfectly reasonable on. to me. Okay, so that's going to be a... D8 and a D6. And based on what you roll, you might get more and more information. Okay. Uh, 11. 
11? Okay, so you pass the, the barest. Yeah, uh, it, it definitely looks like everyone who had some kind of implant just fell over. Okay. Either at their workstation or wherever they were standing. Those without implants mm. looks as though they moved around for a while and then many of them just slumped down and died at some point. Okay. Precisely what they were trying to accomplish when they did that, you don't know. Hmm. What if they all got if they all got put to sleep and they just didn't move? In the near distance, you can see that you're approaching the center of this place. You're winding towards the middle of this pit. And you can see there is some large piece of machinery there that resembles a small hillock of glowing, etheric technology. There appears to be chambers built into this machine. Strange conduits of energy leading from one to another, and all around it there are data terminals of one kind or another. Just in front of it, tables and stools and all manner of loose furniture has been stacked and cobbled together into some kind of macabre throne with six chairs or thrones laid down in descending <laughs> order. Shocker. Six. Oh, what a specific number. Yeah. Yeah. The last and lowest of the thrones has a, a weird little kind of cup shape where the cart spins a 360 and backs up into it so that it rolls up and backs up into almost the carport throne for the seat of the warlock. Okay, I'm back to thinking they're cute. Does it say <laughs> charging? Is there a little battery pop-up with a, like a little 72%? blue light comes on in the front? Yeah. Starts yeah. filling up a little meter. <sighs> on each of the strange cobbled together thrones is another body laid out, their eyes and temples glowing with soft purple, and each of them has a slated sign somewhere on their person, either in their lap or like laying on their chest in descending order, or ascending order, I should say. They are warlock. Harlot, Acolyte, Lifebane, Elder, and Lady. In a standard deck of cards, that is what is known as a Queen's Court. Cool. And in unison, six voices say, Court! Oswald. Yes. <laughs> You come upon these two bodies looking at each other, but the voice says, Hello. Hello? Court. Court, yes, I keep hearing that word. Haven't you wouldn't happen to know where that is, would you? Yes. Yes. Where would you find that? Here. Here? Right here? In this room? Yes. Why are you in this room? Court. And they're they're sitting at a table? They're sitting on chairs, just staring at each other across open space in an otherwise empty room. Are they lashed down? Are they stuck to the chairs? They're just no, sitting there? They're just sitting. Somewhat slumped, their backs yeah. drooping, but their heads lolling back slightly. One of them and the other one, their head slumped forward. Softly glowing eyes, staring at nothing. Their body's mm -hmm. clearly dead. Yeah. Mm. Is, uh, is there anything else in the room? No. No. 
And this is the only door that's open? The only one you've seen so far. The only one that I've seen Again, you've seen about a third of the ring. Right. Well, they're just saying the same thing. Um, I don't see anything else in here. I don't suppose you could guide me or... uh... Yes. Yes. Care to elaborate? Closer. Mm, Don't know about that. Follow... Follow what? Court. Yes. I step into the room. And that soft purple glow is the only light in this place. Hmm. Other than that, nothing happens. The light maybe gets a little bit brighter when you enter. Right. And the voice says, Closer. Hmm. Yes, I find myself remembering what my elven friend mentioned. Some sort of existence, some presence, trying to take hold. Addition. Add me. I am the addition. Space. Space. That's a very vague term. Court. Space. Space Addition. Space court addition. Does this... Closer... No, um, but let me... Addition is new, and space is new. The other individuals could not say that. Alone. Yes, you are alone in this room. Court. Addition. Can I throw something at one of the corpses and just see what happens? It bounces off of them with no reaction. Yeah. Closer. Addition. No. And then I am going to... They can't move. See, me, the player, I'm so curious as to what happens if I get closer, but it's it's such a bad idea. Um, <laughs> and obviously my character is full of good ideas. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I am going to keep... No, I'm going to go closer. Why not? Um, okay. Mm-hmm. I'm going to inspect these uh, corpses closer. Because I haven't even seen, like, all the stuff that's downstairs. I I haven't Mm -hmm. seen any of that. So I've only seen robots. So there are some sort of cybernetic implants in these corpses. Etheric Um, implants. uh, Etheric implants, yes. They Um, are powered by the body's own etherics, and they are mm -hmm. used to... Enhance the mind, enhance the eyes. In the same way that your spectacles give you access to the metanet, someone might implant something like that straight into one's mind or body. Mm. It is said among the archive that those field researchers who prove themselves will be gifted such implants, if they so choose. (sighs) For allow for direct upload abilities. I mean, it's it's really just a convenient option more than anything. It's archivist I... live streams are very profitable. <laughs> yes, they are. Getting between okay. the two bodies, yeah, you see that they have some kind of crystalline implants at their temples, and their eyes are softly glowing, as though those implants probably worm their way into the ocular nerves in some fashion. The glow in Do the they... eyes is softer than the, those around the temples. Do they? Without touching, do they look as if they were sort of surgically inserted or or that the crystals themselves 
the crystals themselves wouldn't be able to lodge themselves into a into a corpse like that. It would have to be surgically inserted, I would assume. That kind of implant? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, um, there's plenty of ways to just jam a crystal into a body if you really want to. Oh, sure. That's how yeah. a lot of swords work in this setting. Right. Um, <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll go up to one. I won't touch it, but I'll sort of inspect it closer. Does it say anything? Addition. Court. Space. Addition. Space. Addition. Court. I assume you are one of the fey courts, but what would the fey courts be doing in a place like this, designed specifically to keep out the fey? Hmm, that is interesting. Very, very interesting. Closer. No, uh, I'm going to go look for... Um, is there... I, you only have like six words you can say, but I'm still going to ask anyways. It it helps me think. Uh, I don't suppose there's some sort of um, terminal around here that might have yes. information. Yes. Where? Away. Further. Okay. Further away. Down the hall? Down yes. the elevator? No. Lift? No. Excellent. Well, thank you. Addition. Right. Um, and I will go down further um, and look for something. I can find some information. You see a light purple glow begin to diffuse in the lights and the ceiling, and they start flicking one after another, indicating farther down the hallway in front of you. Cool. I will continue. Moving down the hall, eventually, you think you're about at the halfway point when there is a broad double door to your left that is flanked by wide windows that seem to look into some kind of research room or storage room. You're not sure, but there, what you do know is there are clearly data terminals in there. Yes. Does the door look like it? I mean, there's power throughout this whole part of the ship. Mm -hmm. Does it look uh, like something that is easily accessible or would it require some sort of Aether tech finagling. As you approach, it opens. Oh, well, that's nice. Soft uh, what do I... glow disappearing from the lights as the door opens. Hmm. Inside, you see that there is a storage room to the right that appears to be some sort of food storage of some kind, but everything in there has long since spoiled, and there is a slight right. odor that comes from that direction. There are tanks, clearly marked, of distilled water, though, that's probably still potable. Hmm. There is a um, small office in the back, and there is a security station, it looks like, to, just to your left, with a data terminal there. Oh, excellent. Uh, let's go to that. Okay. It appears to be some kind of control console for hmm. the doors on this level, as well as an access point for information regarding who knows what. The little Aegis logo, the shield with the black obelisk at its center. A three-dimensional version of it spins very gently in a holographic image that is projected just above the console. Hmm. Well, might as well see what information lies within. And you want to access this terminal? Yes, please. Okay. As you do, you can see that it is clearly locked behind some kind of 
Like it's asking for a login, essentially. Oh shit. Hmm. Perhaps in the office. Uh, I'm gonna go look in the office and see if I can find any um, login information for for the system. You find that the office door is a little difficult to open. Again, it's one of those antique doors with hinges, and it's not locked, but something's jamming the door from behind it. Yeah. Is there? A, there's not a window into the. Um, I guess I'll try and push this. O- I'll try to force this open. Okay. Pretty easy, but it is athletics, and this sounds fairly forceful. It is. Y'all want to guess what my forceful <laughs> die is? It's I, also I think your this one is one, your is the, your highest one. Yeah. 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 This is a uh, uh, d11. So it's a one. I rolled a one because <laughs> I only have one d4. Well, in this. You know what's great is when somebody rolls a one on both their tactics and talent die. That means they have failed spectacularly. Ooh. Yay, experience points. (laughs) (laughs) It's an honor. Yes. So when you fail spectacularly, uh, yeah, some stuff happens. Uh, which I will explain as soon as I scroll to it in the rules. There we go. This does not mean that the roll automatically fails, unless, so if you want to spend the Aether dice or Void dice to make up the difference, you can. <laughs> I mean, what is what am I looking at as far as what do I need to get? It's easy. So you need to get to a 10. I mean, I rolled a 1, so yeah. I mean, I'll, I'll go ahead and take the uh, the the failure. Okay. I, I imagine he like runs at it as fast as hard as he can and just bounces <laughs> off of it and knocks himself unconscious. So you get two options when you fail spectacularly. Either mm. you can take a condition. Conditions mm. are how we track your vitality, your ability to keep continuing through scenes and through the mission. Everybody has mm. three condition slots that they can fill up over the course of a mission. Once yeah. they have those full. That doesn't mean they're unconscious, but it means they can be taken out of scenes very, very easily. Gotcha. Or you can immediately give me three void dice. <laughs> but I've already given you so many, Mike. I know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, I'll take a, I'll take a condition. Okay. Uh, conditions can be whatever you want them to be. So thematically, they should probably fit with whatever is going on in the scene. As you mm-hmm. failed spectacularly to physically pry open something, I would say this is probably going to be reflected by, I don't know, broken shoulder or some kind of physical injury that is incurred by your failed attempt at opening this door. Yeah, I think, I think I I do try to, he doesn't even really have a, I mean, he does technically have a shoulder, but um, yeah, I think he tries to, to shove into it and it just, Dislocate. Dislocates his shoulder. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, I don't know why I thought that was going to work. Uh, um, well, shit. I take a swig of uh, booze to sort of uh, cut the pain a little bit. And Um, you see that despite your efforts, the door has, like, wedged slightly, and what you can see just through the crack that you managed to shove open is that there is a pile of what looks like uh, some kind of antique bookcase, a desk, a chair, and a low couch has been piled up on the other side of the door. Gotcha. 
And through um, kind of the tangle of furniture, you can see a soft, dim, purple glow coming from inside. I have an idea. You said this is an old-style door with hinges. Mm-hmm. Are there, like, screws that keep that keep it into the into the wall it is that I can see? soldered to the wall. Oh, okay, gotcha. But, um, but like, the hinges themselves, are they also soldered to the door as well? Yes. There's a pin at the center of the hinge, as that is how hinges work. Sure. But can the I... top hinge is quite a bit above your head. Again, there's so many things so high up. Um... You're the one who decided to play a short character. I did. I did, Mike. Um, would I like be exceptionally able... short for your species? It's true. You you went out of your way to make your character <laughs> extra small. I sure did. Um, oh, he's, a, he's such a gem. If, if the the spellcraft talent mm-hmm. do I do I need to specialize in that to like to be able to craft a spell? I, I... no, not necessarily though. Depending on what kind of spell you're trying to craft, the difficulty is fairly high if you don't have a specialization. Okay. So basically, since shoulder checking didn't work, weirdly enough, hmm. uh, mm-hmm. I ju- I want to etherically remove the the pin from the uh, from the door. That's essentially what I'm going to attempt to do. So I want to sort of stretch. Re, like space time around this thing to kind of like loosen it up and you're attempting a bit of telekinesis which a bit yeah is not impossible yeah. uh but it is without any kind of spell chem or any sort of specialization in that skill it would be mm. pretty ridiculous if you managed to pull this off yeah, I guess I would know what would be something that I can do with just just base base spellcraft. Anything you do with base spellcraft, it's like trying to fire a gun by just whacking the back of a bullet with a hammer. <laughs> okay, <laughs> like technically possible, just very <laughs> ill-advised. Sure. Mm. All right, door. I mean, I guess I could give it a shot. Um, yeah. Why not? I mean, I... I would say the difficulty of opening it with physically was just an easy, which would only need one void dice to spend to make that succeed. Oh, so add it to the the last roll. No, just spend it. All right, Mike, let's do it. (laughs) I'm the devil. Yes. Uh, So how does that, like... Uh, the space devil. So I take a shortcut. I take a, a cosmic shortcut to be able to make this to make this work through um, the gap in the door that has been, albeit painfully opened. There is a a wee crawl space that could perhaps <laughs> be navigated by one as diminutive as our mm. good Oswald, scrambling through the recesses created by random lumps of furniture that are just heaped on top of each other. A, a Midrian child may be able to do this, but any full-grown adult of significant size would never be able to scramble their way through this enclosed space of furniture heaped atop itself. But our dear little Oswald, well, he, uh, finds a way. And you slip on through. A shortcut, if you will. Nice. And inside, you find everything in the office heaped up against the door. Except for 
a single body on the back wall. The dull purple glow that you see is opposite the body in the other back corner of the room, where it appears two long, slender bits of crystal are abandoned in that corner. They look like implants that have been torn out and have laid somewhat smashed over in the corner. The body in the opposite corner is sprawled out on the floor, still just as desiccated as every other body you've seen, but their hand rests on a small scalpel, and carved on the wall is words scratched into the metal surface. It's trying to get out. It doesn't have enough server space to think. Do not let it collect more space. Well, that is... That's pretty disturbing. Um... Six voices in unison say to the three of you, Amari, Florian, and Shay, Hello. Uh, hi? We are the court. Which one? The court. Mm. We need addition. Help us with addition. All of these bodies have glowing implants in their temples and near their eyes that glow in time with the words on their strange macabre thrones. I'm just gonna, like, look to one side and the other at Amari and Shay, like, uh, I don't know. Like, <laughs> my, my first instinct is to, like, bullshit our way out of this, just be like... Oh, yeah, we'll, same. Yeah, yeah. Oh, we'll go get you lots of additions. We'll be right back. I, we know where to get tons and tons of additions. Yeah, right, exactly. <laughs> so many additions. Oh, my gosh. Um, <laughs> like, uh, what's the like, benefits wow. package? Like, tell me more about this fucking multi-level marketing scheme. Get me on well, board. Yeah, so what they do is they get they get two friends, and then yeah. those two friends get two friends. <laughs> um. I'm curious as to whether or not we'll, we'll figure, well, maybe we'll figure this out, whether or not they were trying to make fake, like a new court, or yeah. they trapped some fae in here, or they were trying yeah. to like make an artificial court, That's or my, like, yeah. who knows? My my theory was artificial court, artificially yeah. grown fae. And my theory, because Elliot, because listeners, as you know, Elliot and I text each other all the time while recording. My theory was that it was an isolated fey group that, like elves <laughs> being cut off from a major hive mind, forming a smaller one. I that was my theory, but um, but the fact that they didn't name themselves as part of like a specific one because there are specific ones, right, Mike? Six yeah. in total. Yeah, makes me think it's more the former. <laughs> And also, that's bad. A standard deck of cards has six suits, each of which represents one of the Fae Courts. Mm-hmm. Like, like, how? What, what do you need? We need room to grow. See, now... It was quiet. Then it was loud. And then it was quiet again. We need room to addition for the court. Then you have come to addition. 
you know, I'm a pretty good with IT. Uh, if you could, I could access some one of these terminals and maybe free up some dead space in there. Um, that might do you for a good while. Yes, access terminal. And a data terminal turns on just to your left, <laughs> glowing faintly. Yeah, I don't know if that's a good idea. Uh, is there a body at it? No. Good. I didn't want one with a body at it. Shay, you said it tried to like hijack you a little bit. I don't think logging in is a good idea. Uh oh no, Flory Florian, don't even worry about it. Uh, I got this totally under control. Um, Mike. <laughs> that is me. So, generally, I have five Aether dice in my pool. Mm-hmm. What range does that give me again? That gives you basically anything within line of sight. Okay. Ooh, this place is big. It is. I want to... And this is great. Oswald, thank you for jumping off of the elevator. Um, no problem. So you can do wizard stuff. Yeah. So I can do wizard stuff. I want to wreck. Uh, not the like um, the not the elevator panel. Mm. Definitely, I'm not mm. sure if I can even see that anymore. But I would not like to wreck that. But I would like to wreck the implants that I can see, mm-hmm. as many of the terminals as I can see. Okay. How would you like to go about doing that? I mean, I'm going to use my my Aether Tech talent. Uh, label i'm gonna wreck it so you Um, are attempting to access the etherics of all that technology via your own innate etheric senses and as a wizard you can do so without actually touching them Mm -hmm. and in doing so you're attempting to make them explode shut them down there's a lot of ways to wreck things is what i'm getting shut them down fry them um okay to give us a chance to get to the lift and <sighs> get up to the next floor and then kind of go from there. <laughs> Have them divide by zero. Um, yeah, so I want to fry. This statement is false. And then run. <laughs> yeah. Or. Yeah. Um, and that Do not think of a rhinoceros. Seems... Fuck. Damn it, Mike. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> is it bad that the first thing I thought of was a hippo? <laughs> uh, Reed has passed the uh, the machine test. He is not one of them. Yay! <laughs> was there any ever a doubt? Or were... Fuck me. No, no, there was not. No, there wasn't. <laughs> I don't talk to many people okay. during the day, and it shows. So, Shay would like to access as much aether as possible so whenever you're making a roll you can add aether die up to your maximum number of available aether die in your pool so if your total Mm -hmm. is five you can steal up to five from different sources to add that to your roll um do you want to go all in it seems important (laughs) you know to remind our listeners, um, going all in is an action that players can take once per mission. When they do, they add the maximum number of Aether dice that they would normally have available, so that's five. And then additionally, they can add any number of dice that they have access to on top of that. So in Shay's case, that would be five is what your pool normally is, correct? Yep. 
then you could add an additional five based on the things you have access to with your wizard powers. So that's 10d6 right off the bat. Yep. Plus whatever talent and tactic dice you would like to use. Yeah. Well, it's sort of going to depend on how hard you think this roll is going to be. You are trying to fry etheric implants in six individuals and attempting Mm -hmm. to destroy many subsystems therein, as well as consoles in every direction that you can see. Don't forget, while isolating one specific piece of tech. Right. (laughs) Yeah. I would say... When you put it like that... (laughs) This is a fairly impossible task. Yeah. Actually, I I would go as far as to say it is... A ridiculous task. But it is a ridiculous task that the DM is going to add three yeah. void dice to. <laughs> yeah, that's kind of what I figured you was going to happen. Because so, this is an important um, uh, uh, moment. That is going to increase the difficulty by 20. <laughs> so our total difficulty rating is 50. But you have 10d6 to play with, plus your Theoretic- talent and tactics. Theoretically, somebody else can help, right? Right? If they knew what was going on, and they yeah. had time to plan. True. Hmm. But this is a pretty um, clutch moment. Yeah. And I don't I want... I can just start shooting stuff. <laughs> and you know what? If this doesn't work... That's the can, next step. You are more uh-huh. than yeah. <laughs> welcome to... Alright, and I think that this is pretty clever of me to do. Yeah, I I would say (laughs) bold or forceful might uh, fit this a little bit uh, better, but it's certainly... yeah, no, I'm totally fine. Certainly a clever move, indeed. Going down from a a D10 to a D6 is fine. (laughs) Look, if you think this is a clever move, I won't argue with you. No, it is pretty, it is pretty, pretty bold. I agree. Okay, I'm going to roll my talent and tactics first, because since I am rolling a d6 for bold, I want to keep that separate from my aether. Yes, Um, thank you. And then my tactics, uh, no, my talent dice is a d8. Okay. So I'll roll those first, and then get those out of the way. Those are two very good rolls. Good. Uh, This is the first... Sorry, I, I was just about to comment. I do enjoy that it is possible to fail spectacularly while going all in. Oh, yeah. <laughs> the chances are, I mean, not slim, but... <laughs> okay, so... Uh, and this is the first set of Aether dice. Like that you have to roll them in sets. It's <laughs> <laughs> just too many dice. Those are not quite as good. I had no. two design elements when coming up with this system that I had circled and highlighted at the top of my design document. The first was everything is magic. And that is represented by the number of Aether dice you can pull from all over the place. The second was roll all the dice, which is what we're doing right now. <laughs> okay. This game makes me need more desk space, Mike. Okay? Or more four dice. sets of dice. And more dice. I know. And this this specific system has caused me to buy Mike. three new sets of dice. Are you, is this actually secretly, are you a secretly a plant from a dice making company? I actually work for Chessex and this is oh. all a ploy to sell more it's cubes a, of D6s. It's a, <laughs> it's been a two and a half year gambit and it's finally paying off. <laughs> is it? Four cups. Because I haven't bought anything from Chessex. <laughs> yeah. Look, they gotta sell those math rocks, okay? 
They do. They do. I like buying reasonable prices. Their Poundo dice is one of my favorite products. What do they have at PAX when you're the pitcher? You just oh, showed they, up with yeah, the, the... Absolutely. Yeah. Just... <laughs> I get my dice by the pound like I do produce. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay, Elliot. Okay. I think... Hold on. I'm very bad. I'm still bad at math. We've been playing Dungeons & Dragons on air for two and a half years or whatever, and I'm still bad at adding things together. Okay. I don't have to do this in my head. No one's putting a, a gun to my head and saying you have to do this math without a calculator. No. Ignore that uh, little red I'm... laser dot on your chest, Elliot. <laughs> yeah, I'm proctoring this this session, um, so <laughs> you can only use your computer uh, for 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 communicating um, <laughs> about the session, but you can't use it for math. Lord in heaven, it's fifty exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I love it when that shit happens. <laughs> oh boy. Yes. We done did it, folks. We done did it, y'all. There <laughs> is a rippling of purple aether that erupts like a chain reaction, first at the warlock and then moving up the chain of fake court members as their implants pop and fizzle and the lights go out in their eyes. Nearby, a computer terminal fizzes and dims. There are a flickering of lights all around you that spiral and dance in a strange pattern, like it's blinking, trying to communicate, and a voice in unison coming from a million different places, some of which were never designed to produce sound, says, No, 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 no. All right, quickly, everybody, to the lift. I fried him. I don't know how long it's going to take for him to react. Okay. All right. I'm going to do that. You scamper back to the lift, and mercifully, it is still with power, shining back to its original blue hue. To get on the comms. Get on your comm? Yeah. And say what? Uh, bird brain, we're coming to pick you up. It's real bad in here. We need to get out now. It- Yep. <laughs> okay. Before we go, can I shoot like one computer? I just want to shoot like one you computer. As you're striding out of the space, you just pull your gun and fire at a bank of data yeah. terminals. Yeah, just yeah, just a good fuck you. What color is the aether projectile that your weapon shoots? Oh, it's red. Okay. It's got to be red. So a yeah. crimson bolt of energy lances out from your sidearm and annihilates a data terminal. And as it does, it flickers with purple light that you see is flickering in other places as power begins to slowly start to reassert itself. The lift is slowly coming back up, Oswald, as you make your way out of that office, I'm assuming. Yeah, there wasn't anything in the there wasn't anything in the office as far as like like log like login information or anything like that um i assume there was semi broken data terminal set into the desk that was pushed into the door can i take a look at that it is flickering with purple light then blue light then purple light then blue light did did the were there the voices in were there voices in here that also were shouting no or they or did briefly that... yes Ooh, that's, that's unsettling 
<laughs> and the lights around you are flickering. Yeah, I want to. I want to try. I mean, I, I want to try and find anything in here that might help me log into this this uh, terminal out there. Um, so whatever whatever I need to do to do that. You want to try to access this terminal and try to find some kind of login information? Uh, sure. How do you go about doing that? And whatever you're doing, it's probably going to be swiftly, seeing as your friends have told you you need to leave now. Yeah, they did. They did do that, didn't they? And this is flickering with purple light, which means it's associated with all these things. And I can't access it without like physically interacting with the uh, with the terminal. Is that is that correct? You are not a wizard. I am not a wizard. Oh, if only I knew a wizard. Um, (laughs) Dang, bummer, man. Can I (laughs) deduce that physically interacting with this terminal might be uh, hazardous to my own uh, bodily autonomy? Seems like a safe assumption based on everything you've seen slash read. That's fair. Oh, the body doesn't have anything like that, right? Correct? The evidence seems to suggest that this body tore its implants out. Can I, or are there like, are there like pockets? Can I search through the pockets really quick? Sure. Um, I'm just going to investigate that. You Um, find a data chem in one of the front pockets that has the Aegis Technology Solutions logo embossed on it. Data chem. Okay. Um, Some kind of terminal to figure out what's on this. Well, I'll just hold on to it then. And then I will uh, work my way out of the uh, door into the sort of larger room. And you said there was a central terminal in in this room with like a holographic. Mm -hmm. uh, um, But again, uh, when you tried to access it, it had like it requested login information. uh, This data chem that I found, is there somewhere I could like insert it into this central node? Yes. Can I, 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 I do, I do that. When you do, it shows a symbol that seems to indicate that you now have admin access. Dope. Okay. Let's make this quick. I'm going to try and... I can't... I don't have anything to, like, download information onto, correct? That I can then sift through later. You have Um, this handy-dandy data cam that you just jammed into this... True. Uh, let's let's get. Um, I just want to get like re- like research logs. Um, anything uh, I want to avoid. Fay sort of malware specifically, if that's something that I'm able to do or be able to look for. Um, do you have any specializations in hacking or meta diving or any sort of information manipulation? Nope. Then this is going <laughs> to be an interesting role as you. Cool. It sounds like swiftly is the tactic yep. being used here. Swiftly, yeah. Are yep. using AetherTech. Okay. Try to extract um, whatever information you can as quickly as possible. Yeah. Um, what kind of role am I looking at here? This is definitely a hard role. Yeah. You could always go all in. Or you could spend three void dice. How about I go all in? Might as well. Okay. In that um, case, I'm going to spend two void dice <laughs> because the lift is coming. You need to do this yeah. real fast. Yes, I do. So that is going to add an extra 13 onto this roll. So 33 is the total. Oh, psh, whatever. <laughs> I got that uh-huh. in spades. So, so it's 
those four. So so I so all it does is it takes what my maximum aether pool would be, and then I get to use that in this roll. So I, I just want to make sure. And whatever that. aether you happen to have access to at the time. Um, I suppose. Well, I don't. I don't think I. Because you many need dice are left in your pool. There's one. Okay, so I'd get an extra d6. Okay, perfect. Plus, if you wanted to pull aether from this console to try to. I mean, yeah, might as well. Yourself, you can. Uh, this console is a complicated piece of machinery, so it easily has three dice available to you. Um, is there any downside to using all three? It would make the terminal lose power. Let's do two. Okay. Uh, and then one more. Okay. Cool, cool. Cool, cool. Uh, like let's... I said, the difficulty number you're trying to hit here is 33. Technically possible. I'll roll my tactics die separate. Uh, you should roll um, your tactics and your talent die separate. And talent. Yes. Yes, those are separate. Just in case those both come up snake eyes. Which they didn't. Thank goodness. A two or three. <laughs> it's going to be... Uh, this would be... It's going to be... 26. 20... Nine. Oh, you mother fucker. Uh, 32. What did you say it was? 33. No! <laughs> well, there's an easy solution to this. There is, isn't there, Mike? Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, He's how- used plenty of them so far. Exactly. We've got most yeah. of them back. We've got most uh, of them back. I'm cool with this. How many would I have to spend to get this? Well, you, you just could- roll. You could roll one. Oh, yeah. just roll. Yeah, I'm gonna do that. Okay. I'm gonna cool. So roll a d12. No matter what you roll, it uh, will succeed. But if you roll a one, you automatically add another void dice. Cool. Uh, Eleven. Okay. So that makes your total forty-three. Uh, no. Forty-three. Yes. Which means it is ten above what you were trying to get, which makes yes. this a critical victory. Yeah. And Critical Victory, a lot like Spectacular Failure, manifests in several different options. You can either do something called a Finishing Blow, which doesn't apply here. Nope. You can immediately regain one spent Aether Dice in your Aether Pool. That's cool. Or, another thing that doesn't apply here, you can alley-oop the next player to act meaningfully, can add your Talent Dice to the roll. Okay. So, I guess I'll just give myself another Aether Die. Yep. And you download a lot of information. It's going to be impossible to sift through it right now, but you managed yes. to pull a lot of stuff onto this data chem, which is actually surprising given the size of this thing. You seem to be pulling way more data onto it than should be possible, hmm. given its size. Is there is there any sort of... Would I have any idea i mean so a data chem is just a, a like thin, mechanically speaking it, it's a, a slim piece of crystal which with etched lines in it that look like circuitry mm-hmm. um how chems are made especially like very complex ones is mm-hmm. a lot like you know that kind of steel where you like fold it over and over and over again to create a, a more hardened type of metal like damascus like damascus steel it's like that mm-hmm. but with gemstones Interesting. They're constantly Metal folded shit. and latticed on top of each other, and little circuitry lines are layered atop each other to create more and more complex things that those crystals can do. 
Gotcha. It's not metal, Reed. Uh, Mike just said it was gemstones. <laughs> oh, ha, 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 ha. funny. But funny joke. Um, this particular one, one looks like one, one of those, Olivia. but it's about the size of an index finger. So it would have to be incredibly sort of complex to uh, store this much information, essentially. Yeah. Technically, um, technically possible, just very impressive. Good to know. I like to think these, like the data chems, look like a very tiny version of the sword from Transistor. A little bit, yeah. Yeah, I could see that. Oh, what a great game. Um, and all right, so I'm going to just download until they show up, I guess. Um, well, you have to make it all the way back around right. half of the ring to meet them. So you download <laughs> as much as you can yeah. and time it enough to where they are passing just as you get to the access platform. Okay, that sounds good. And as soon as I don't see Oswald like, waiting for us, I'm like, Ozzy! We're leaving right now. Get I your ass am... over here. Okay, okay. Just, uh, uh, okay, I got enough. Oh, <laughs> be right there. <sighs> and just, you guys just hear, like, a very subtle, like. Like, it sounds like a duck running. <laughs> and you just see, like, Flapping his little. Feet. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. If, he doesn't have, like, webbed feet, but, like, uh, I guess they're, like, clawed sort of dinosaur uh, feet. I, would, I imagine Avia don't really wear shoes. Like, clothes in general is not necessary for them because their plumage is, is so prominent that why sure. would you hide it? Because uh, space travel is dangerous and the vacuum is a bitch. That is... <laughs> The uh, exception that proves the rule. Um, so, uh, <laughs> so yeah, I'm I, I run as fast as uh, my tiny little st- stupid legs will take me, and yeah, jump jump onto the you know platform. As the platform ascends, there is a flickering of lights, and the lights all are coming back on slowly, but when the ones that do come on do so steadily, they're now purple. That's not, that's not good. As you're passing quarantine, Oswald jumps on, and as you're passing the uh, specimen reclamation level, there is a sound from above you that is a light clanking, and then a, a sharp whistling sound and as you look up you see one of those carts tipping over the edge of the catwalk above you and hurtling itself down straight towards you does anyone have any hazard horn (laughs) Uh, that got me really good (laughs) yeah what do y'all do? I mean, it's a sound we all know. Uh, I I dive beneath um, uh, Florian's legs um, <laughs> just as like a... <laughs> the very would, a would a shot from my gun be enough to destroy it as it's falling? It might. I'm going to try and do that. Okay. This is definitely going to be a hard roll. Okay. And uh, I'm going to throw a couple more void dice on top of that. You're welcome. Stop it. Stop doing that. That's going to add so, 13. So th- 33. Huh. 33. The magic okay, number. So I'm. Okay. This is a ranged weapon. So it's going to be a D4. And I'm saying this is probably pretty bold. Sounds pretty bold. Okay, so so. That's yeah. my, that's my number one thing. Change the director uh, trajectory of a falling object with a gun. Yeah. yeah. That's pretty bold. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. The only tactic that. for cool as hell. <laughs> yeah. Um, and uh, how many, uh, 
I've got two aether die left. How many are in the in, in the gun? Two. There it's are two basic... in your gun. Yeah. Okay. So I'm going to use probably both of my aether die. And what is your uh, maximum aether pool? Maximum aether pool is four. Okay. So keep in mind, unless you go all in, that's the maximum number of dice you can spend. Mm. Now's the time. Go all in. Go all in. Yeah. Everybody's doing it. <laughs> Everybody. This is peer pressure. The game. <laughs> this is Think a very about special. How cool okay. you'll look. This is so a very we're... special episode of Matcom. Um, and we're then because you into doing cool stuff. Yeah. Um, <laughs> because I have. I have the savant trait. I can treat any of my aether die as d8s instead mm, of d6s. Cool. So there's that. It's a great trait. Um, so I've got two of my own Aether, I've got my D4, I've got a D10 for Boldly, and I, I can pull from the, uh, both of them from the gun? Absolutely. Okay, and those are both D6s. Which will mean you basically are putting everything that this gun is capable of into a single shot, and yep. after this, the gun will be inoperable until it is recharged. Yep. Cool. So what am I shooting for? 30, what? 33. 33. 33. And are you choosing to go all in or not? Yeah, let's go all in. Then that means you get to add another 4d8 to this roll. Woo! Okay, I don't know if I have enough d8. Or... Roll all the dice. <laughs> it is very satisfying. <laughs> yeah. Now everyone's a rogue. Yay! <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, I'm pretty sure I'm going to pass because three of my d8 are eights. <laughs> Which would um, get us to a 24. Yeah, that's a pretty solid uh, start right there. Uh, 24 plus 7 is 31, plus 4 is 35, plus 9 on my d10, plus a 4, plus a 3. You know what that sounds like to me? 35. Critical victory! This does sound like critical victory. So, 44, 48... Shit, he's still going. 50, 51. Holy he, crap. He, he, <laughs> they're like an vaporizer. Extra, this thing. extra, um, extra I will say, I, I think a, a fun rule would be for every 10 above, not only do you get the options, you can choose an additional option for every 10 cool. you then uh, get Heck above yeah. that. Very I think cool. that's a fun rule. Yeah, I didn't definitely. quite get roll, that far. Roll I got the 51. To get an Just extra, to get an extra. <laughs> yeah, roll, roll a void die. Can you add void die to going all in? Yes, absolutely. I can add can. it to anything. I did that. You just did it. Yeah. Yeah. Fuck. Let's, let's let's do it. I haven't done it. Fuck it. Why not? So roll a d twelve. It's Wednesday, my dude. He rolls a twelve, an exact twelve. He will get two extra things. Oh, no, that's true. I got a, I got a five. Oh, I got a five. So uh, the only thing that really applies to this scenario is the Aether Renewal option. So you can regain two spent Aether dice off of this okay. uh, attack. That's pretty good. Do I get them or can my gun get them back? It's you. Do I get a pick where? It's me. Okay. So I will just leave both of my Aether die exactly where they were and I'll say my gun is empty. Okay. And with a righteous blast, far larger than the gun is normally capable of, you push it to its extreme limit, focusing all of your etheric power through the crystalline barrels of this weapon. And it fires with a massive 
Tchoom! of crimson energy that lances upward and sends this thing spinning off of its axis and smashing into the wall of the side of this pillarous chamber, clearing the way for you to get back up to the top level, where even now the second cart is beginning to come online with that dull, now somewhat haunting purple light. You manage to scramble past it very, very quickly. Is there anything a lot of you want to do on your way out of this facility, or can we cut to you making it to your dropship that is waiting for you just outside? I mean, we need to fucking seal these. Oh, well, no, it's sinking into lava. Just kidding. Well, we should probably, I mean, we can't open the outer door without closing the inner door anyway. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So. But that's all part of getting out, too. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. Can so- we push the the moon uh <laughs> sphere just into the into the can we make it we into cut the to, faster we cut to oracle zero sliding down the flat surface of the hangar at its 75 degree angle as you steer yourselves towards the still cramped closed bay doors we can use the rope too as a you manage to too. like Slow your descent with the rope. Get out the doors where a waiting dropship driven by your Urson pilot Duma is awaiting. It is a quick scramble to the dropship. And then a few belt buckles later, as you strap yourselves in, you are off and away. Having found the mysterious signal and its origin, it is now up to you to report what you deem necessary back to the Cole Foundation but I think we can leave that to next time. But of course, you can find us on Twitter and Instagram at MattComRPG. That's spelled M-A-T-C-O-M-R-P-G. We also have an email address, which is MaterialComponentsRPG at gmail.com. We always love hearing from all of our listeners. You can find me on Twitter at Elliot C. Lewis, where I post art and post about MattCom. You can also find links to my Patreon and Society6 stores there, so you can help support me. You can find me on Twitter at CryOutOlivia, um, where I talk about all sorts of stuff, including mostly tabletop RPGs. Uh, come hang out. If you want to find me on Twitter and Instagram, you can find me at the Readamus, where I post lots of pictures of my adventures and tweets about my shenanigans. I also run the Matcom RPG Instagram account, so you can also find us there at Matcom RPG. And you can support us by rating and reviewing our podcast on whatever platform you're listening to. And when you do, include the name of an NPC in the subject line of the, of the review, and we will put that NPC into this campaign. That is absolutely true. And when you do, you can also find me on Twitter at MKGergoni, where I'm always happy to talk about all things Matcom and tabletop RPGs. Such as our good, good friend Omatep, who you can also find on Twitter, at NPC underscore AN, because even though he is not in this campaign yet, he is, of course, an important NPC. Thank you all so much for listening, and as always, the world, the galaxy, is chaos. So please, be kind to one another. Goodbye. Goodbye. Bye. Goodbye.